Hello and welcome to the Horror Hour. It's the place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror. But for this episode, this is a slight mini review because it's really more of an introduction to an interview that we have. Um, I'm really excited. We actually got the opportunity to interview Thomas Hamilton. He recently directed this really great documentary on Shudder called Boris Karloff, The Man Behind the Monster. Now, I have a confession. I only knew Boris. Karloff as Frankenstein. I didn't know about all his other horror films or his other films in general. And so I really loved and appreciated this documentary to see his life before, during, and after he became a star. It was just quite eye-opening. And then also to see everything he did for just actors in general. When you find out about, well, um, slight spoiler in a sense, but uh, his involvement with SAG, it's really kind of cool to see all that he did and really appreciate how much he dedicated himself to the craft. Uh, what I also enjoy about this, well, before the interview, before this documentary is you get to see uh, those who knew him, such as his daughter, those who were impacted by him, Guillermo del Toro, and just those that may have worked with him as well. It's a really wonderful, wonderful documentary. I implore you to watch it on Shudder. Also check out some of Boris's other films on Shudder. I know I have, I'm right. I can't believe it. I'm, who am I? I should, I should know better. I should have known better, but I really do appreciate this documentary just opening my eyes. And I can't wait to revisit some more classic um, you know, classic films from that era, you know, Bella Lugosi. I need to get on that. Vincent Price, I need to get on that. So as I would say, watch the interview. We appreciate you as our listeners, our viewers. And then if you can go watch the documentary, it is really good. It just, I think you'll fall in love with Boris all over again, if you aren't, weren't already. All right. Thanks guys. HorrorPress.com, a space for horror fans to connect and share their opinions on horror and its many forms. From movies, TV shows, video games, and more, HorrorPress.com, a blog created by horror fans for horror fans. Uh, hi, Thomas. Um, hi there. I, hi. <laughs> I'm Utah. I'm one of the, um, the hosts at our podcast for um, the Horror Hour. And um, well, we're here to actually talk about your documentary which I've watched yes. a couple times now, um, which was very fascinating. Um, oh, wow. Boris Karloff, the man behind the mystery. So uh, first off, what? Um, tell me about how this got started for you. Well, <clears throat> um, my co-producer, uh, Ron McCluskey, uh, he, he's been a lifelong Boris Karloff fan. And um, I mean, we're going, we're talking about in the 60s. He, he even wrote to Boris Karloff and got a reply on one occasion. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Boris Karloff was in hospital and Ron was, was a child. And uh, he sent him, 
he sent him a letter wishing, you know, that he would get well soon. And, you know, and lo and behold, Boris Karloff responded, uh, wow. telling him that he was much better. He was already back to work and, um, you know, and thanking him very much for his concern. This was late 1968. So, wow. so, so Boris was still, you know, he was still very much, you know, I'm going back to work. Um, Anyway, uh, flash forward about, um, I think, 25 years. Um, Ron starts going to various horror conventions mm -hmm. and uh, gets a chance to meet Sarah Karloff. And, uh, you know, he's very impressed by, by Sarah and obviously her stories about her father. And he introduces himself and he, he says to her, um, Sarah, I'm, I'm going to one day I'm going to make a film about your father. And uh, Sarah says, oh, great. <laughs> and um, and uh, Ron then, um, with basically a small video camera, um, starts trying to interview as many people as possible. And, uh, and this goes on over a period of maybe, maybe 10 or 12 years. So oh, we're talking wow. in, in the 2000s. It's, it's really, it's, a, it's, a, it's what he's doing is, is really a fan's attempt at making a film. And um, and it can only it can only go so far because he doesn't have any funds. He doesn't sure. have a crew or anything like oh, that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then in 2018, he'd been looking. He realized he needed to find a filmmaker that, that could make this properly happen. Mm -hmm. And um, in 2018, he happened to be watching TCM and they showed a film of mine um, about Leslie Howard called the man who gave a damn and um leslie howard if for anyone there that, that, that cares was in gone with the wind mm -hmm. so another very famous film but very yes. different kind and uh and ron liked the film and he sent me an email saying you know just saw your film and um very you know liked it very much would you be interested in making a documentary about boris karloff I, I have all these contacts and I've been in touch with Sarah Karloff and all this. And I was at that moment looking for my next project. I was oh wow, really, really, really wanting something that I could get my teeth into. Um, I always was a fan of Karloff's anyway. So when he said this to me, it was really a no brainer. I thought, yes, why wouldn't I want to make a Boris Karloff film? And I also thought, you know, I mean, I, I had had experience with crowdfunding at this point. Mm -hmm. and crowdfunding would really be a, a very interesting way to go with this because, you know, there's lots of fans out there. Yes. And, uh, and this was what I said to Ron. I said, yeah, I, I think I think we can do it. You know, we can work together and, and, and we'll make this film. And um, <clears throat> and of course, I live in the UK and uh, Ron is in New Jersey. And uh, so... Um, my wife and I uh, were planning and staying in Toronto for a while anyway. So we okay. went to Toronto and commuted to, to New York where, where I, I filmed all this campaign stuff with, with Ron and we put it all together with, uh, it's quite funny with us sitting in front of these um, um, backgrounds with green screens with Boris <laughs> Corbin pictures on them. And we're just talking away like about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're just talking away about, um, how we're going to do this film and what we're going to cover and we're telling people about it and the thing is because it's i 
I don't want to be boring about this, but you know, with with campaigns, you have to kind of film all the stuff in advance. Yeah. So, so we're, we're we're doing all these bits where we're saying, "Wow, you know, the campaign is going so great." <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you know, your, your support is really touching us, you know, blah, blah, blah. and so we're doing all this stuff. And, you know, Ron, Ron is, a, is a performer. And so we have this kind of banter going on through these videos and, uh, and, and we start the campaign and it does go really well. And from that, uh, we were able to go to L.A. And, and film a whole bunch of interviews. And then it just kind of it, it went on from there. Um, and it was really, it's, 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 we actually interviewed so many people, we interviewed 55 individuals, which is That's amazing. That's a, that's a ton. Yes. Yes. The reason that we interviewed that many people, as I'm sure you've seen in the, in the film is we wanted as much as possible to get people that actually worked with them, but, but also get lots of people that would have a perspective of, you know, a sort of critical perspective or, you know, Mm -hmm fan perspective and um and so that that was part of the the challenge of that was to was to get as many of those people as possible not all of whom are actually in the film but um you know it gave us a lot of choices but yes no, that, that's how it all started i i mean what, you know i i know of boris karloff <laughs> but i didn't know <laughs> this entire like this um documentary i'll be honest i kind of teared up a bit just seeing how much he was so dedicated to the craft mm. um, and also, well, the creation of SAG, that that blew me away. I Yes. Um, so during the interviews um, for things that might not have made it, because I will go back to that, uh, the creation of SAG, but were there some things that were just, you were shocked or surprised by? Because, I mean, I mean again, this documentary was just eye-opening and, um, there's now several films I plan to go back and watch because I kind of fell in love with the man and the actor because he just was a really dedicated and I, I just I love that about somebody or an actor yes. with that passion. Yes, yes, he, he's 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 so dedicated to his craft, and um, he had this um, what he referred to as the fire in the belly, and that that was the thing that propelled him all his life and and it kept him going for you know 20 years when he was really getting nowhere you know and and he just wouldn't give up i i mean i didn't realize the struggle he originally had to um you know to get to the just the role of frankenstein and then even afterwards Mm. uh, i think it was very fascinating how um you know, we as a, a horror channel, but even on Shutter, I think it was just great that we see this man that for me, I, I that's all I knew, but there was so much more and he had so much more depth. And the fact that I love that uh, he played an arsenic and old lace on the stage because that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, um, how was it through this process, just interviewing people that um, have worked with him? Because that was, to me, that was touching. Just listening to them speak about him. It was it was really thrilling to 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 be in the room with with, with these people and and you know to to be hearing their direct recollections of of Boris, and that that was one of the key things I wanted to have in this film because 
it, you know, it's great to have critics that know a lot and, and can tell you all the sort of the things that they've read. Yeah. But the, the first hand recall is, is, is so much more exciting, I think. Um, uh, yes, the, the Screen Actors Guild, that, that was absolutely fascinating because we went to Screen Actors Guild and um, Valerie Yaris, who, who we interviewed, who you see mm -hmm. in the film, she's the archivist there. And she brought out all the documents. I mean, you know, we were filming the original documents that, that, that were being signed in the notes to Boris saying um, there's a note about on Bride of Frankenstein. Um, six of your fellow actors are not members of, of SAG. You know, uh, if you can if you can have a talk to them. And he was, he, you know, he would come up to you in his monster costume and say, you know, <laughs> Would you would you consider becoming a part of in, a, in his in his soft in his, yeah. English accent <laughs> towering over you holding a cup of tea? I I mean wow. And he, I, go, and, he, and he would go on other people's sets as well. Um, there, there's there there are photographs. Um, and this brings back Leslie Howard. Funny enough, <clears throat> when he was making a film at Warner's called uh, The Walking Dead which is a fabulous film, by the way. Um, he was going on the other sets, the other the other films that were being shot there and, and recruiting. And so there's a photograph of him on the Petrified Forest set with Humphrey Bogart and Leslie Howard. And he's just sort of, he's just sort of in the background there and, uh, you know, egging them on. And uh, obviously Bogey joined up soon enough because he was, he was a, a good union man in that way. Um, yeah, no, no. The, and Boris was very courageous because here's the thing. He had worked 20 years to try and get a foothold in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He finally gets a break. Almost immediately, he, he, he starts working, you know, to promote this union. And, you know, it's a, it's a moment when the studios could turn around and say, well, maybe we don't need you. Maybe we'll find someone else for the next Frankenstein film and mm -hmm. look a bit like you. Um, so, you know, he's very, very fortunate that um, he had that persuasive ability that, you know, people respected him in that way. So that was a big reveal, I found. Uh, I mean, I... I, I, I nerded out for a bit learning those facts because, <laughs> I mean, without SAG-AFTRA, or, uh, I mean, there's just so many things that, that wouldn't, um, well, I think I won't spoil that interview in terms of how Ron Perlman um, discusses it, but that's why we need, or that's why a SAG is needed. And yes. I thought that was just so <laughs> fascinating um, that Boris Karloff did that. Um, but that is funny, just the idea of him in, you know, his full Frankenstein, <laughs> <laughs> um, which that leads me to my next thing that I really enjoyed uh, the special effects with a makeup, um, uh, mm. the makeup artist, um, and I wrote down Jack his name. Pierce. Yes, Jack, Jack Pierce. Yes. I um, that was fascinating to watch them talk about how, you know, um, and same thing when Guillermo said it. You're not, you're crafting the character, not the monster. And then just to see that um, process and just the stills, and then. I love how you also had then added, obviously, clips from the film, and it's true. I mean, Boris Karloff, I mean, it it says a lot about your acting when you can really tell a story with your eyes, 
and mm-hmm. I and and he can do that. And I think you captured that in this documentary, just going through that process. I don't know if that was an intent, but I just have to say I, I found that very just again, guys, I'll keep saying this documentary was very touching to me. Like um, so what that do was you- very it, oh go ahead. Sorry, it was very, very much the intention. Um one one of the things I'm I, I try to do um with with these kind of stories and and ron was you know equally committed to this is i i want to communicate to to people that that may not know boris very well i mean my you know the main agenda making a documentary like this is really to is to impress on a whole new generation you know just the the fantastic wealth of material that, that this man um you know put out there and you know also how good these films are and how they stand up today and with the frank with frankenstein itself um i thought it was very important to really get across what was going into it you know when he when they were making the film and the fact that it, it wasn't just something that they kind of knocked out you know the the, the way it might sometimes be assumed it was really hard work mm-hmm. and you know and and a lot of thought was put into it as well you know the, the the fact that they originally had Bela Lugosi, mm-hmm. a, a totally different script, and 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 then you know and then it just it just wasn't working as a project, and so they brought James Whale in, and James Whale just was, you know, hated the script, you know, <laughs> thought no this has to be reworked, and and astonishingly quickly in about three weeks reworked the whole thing, infused it infused it with this really dark sense of humor which you know I, I wanted to get you know the things with uh, Fritz you know when <laughs> you know when they got to the hanging body and he's like and he's like okay you get it down he goes no <laughs> I love that I mean already it's 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 being funny and the way that Bride of Frankenstein has this very kind of camp humor going on through mm-hmm. And so I wanted to show those dimensions to these films, and and yes, with with Boris and the eyes, and you know, just the way he um, he radiates off the screen, and yes, you know, Guillermo's discovery of um, of Boris. I I I think um, for those that I'm going to keep telling people to watch this, but when you do watch this, um, his interviews really were just because I love him as a director too um yeah. but as, as I mentioned before just seeing somebody's passion about their art and so to see his reaction to Boris Karloff and just telling those stories that was yeah I I just sat there I was like oh my gosh and um, also yeah, yeah sorry I, I was gonna say um when you had mentioned the previous films like Black Cat, I will be watching because yes. I noticed that's on Shutter, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I need to see this because the scenes you showed and how they talk about it, that is so kind of well taboo back in that time, like really taboo." Yeah, no, you know, uh, yes, it is absolutely, and um, I agree. I, it, the great thing is that Shutter have a number of mm-hmm. the films that, that we talk about in the film, like Black Sabbath as well. That's the course. other one I want to watch. Um, and uh, and then, you know, yes, and, and the Black Cat, and uh, I think they have the Body Snatcher as well. Um, I hope they do. <laughs> do they? 
I don't know. I need to double check on that because if they do, that's it. I mean, here's one thing. Again, I am a fan of what I knew, but this just opened my eyes to so many other projects with Boris that I really want to see. And so that's if terrific. they have that, I plan on watching it. I, I want to make a movie marathon, honestly, because um, it just, you know, I'm, I would say of the younger generation, not well, the 80s, 90s generation. So I know that horror really great, but I don't know of the earlier work. And so to see this and just, I, oh, it looks, and to hear while the directors and the other folks that you interviewed talk about how a lot of his work still holds up to this day. Mm -hmm. I, I need to see that. I, oh, <laughs> your absolutely. documentary just made me like, I'm missing out. That's, <laughs> I am, I, and um, I think you did a great job with um, telling that story. Um, so for you getting to uh, interact with these folks who had firsthand mm. knowledge and just kind of going back through all the materials, did it kind of just um, make you want to go back and rewatch all his films or uh, just kind of, you know, really appreciate because what he's done for the industry? Um, it, it has given me a fresh appreciation when, when I see uh, some of the films that I haven't seen for a little while. I mean, Frankenstein is a film that I will watch yeah. any time it comes on. Bride of Frankenstein, Class. absolutely the same. Um, and interestingly enough, when we were making this, and as I say, we were commuting from Toronto, our local cinema around the corner showed The Bride of Frankenstein <sighs> to a packed house. And That'd be amazing. And so we went and we watched it and it was just great seeing it with an audience and seeing how all of that sort of kind of the camp sensibility of Ernest Thesiger, you know, booted out. <laughs> you know, he's talking about how he was put out of his, his, um, his, his job. And, um, and you know, all, all, all the sort of the, the, the comical elements of that. And, um, and it's, it's just great seeing it with an audience. It plays so well, you know. I, I'm so jealous that that sounds like an experience. It was, it was. And, and another thing we managed to see in a cinema was the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. I am. Um, we I, actually saw it at Christmas as well, which was, was cool. And, uh, and that, that was with an audience. Half of the audience was children. And it was really interesting because, because the greatness of that is the way Chuck Jones puts enough kind of adult humor in. Mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the, the kids will laugh, but but they don't get all the-, the They don't know. <laughs> and, and then the rest of us are just chuckling away because we, we're getting it too. So he, you know, I, I, I love something that, that plays equally well to kids and, and adults. And, oh, absolutely. and the Grinch does that, you know. I mean, the Grinch is a classic and it's really funny because I never thought about and it never clicked in my mind that that was Boris Karloff. And so mm. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I, I mean, I really enjoyed actually also part of this documentary was just, mm. of course, af the after, um, you know, he has these new roles in television that he's really yes. thriving in. And then he's yeah. on the stage. But then, of course, the Grinch just, you know, that's one of i mean if not still to this day it's aired every year at christmas here at least in the states i mean but mm. wow, to see it on 
in theater i'm very jealous yeah yeah that was that was a, a little theater in chatham uh ontario and um that was a cre that was a real uh, treat yeah yeah uh do you because i'll i'll kind of give my favorite moment though of this okay. documentary but do you have a favorite moment um from your documentary oh um the the moment that was most affecting for me um is when we're talking about maria by 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 the lake um and it's it's there was a moment when when you're editing something mm -hmm. uh, there are moments when you kind of lose perspective for a moment where you're actually being like an audience you're not just sort that's of, true and 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 what happened for me was it was actually when uh laura forrest hayes my composer um was sending in the musical cues and, and we were and i was putting the music in and suddenly these sequences which were just these kind of not dry but fairly kind of um stark sequences of people talking and, and clips suddenly mm -hmm. the music was there and there was a whole different flavor to it and during the sequence in maria uh, I was watching it for the first time with all the music in place and I just started, I got the shiver going up my spine and I was like, yes, this is working. This is working. You know, when, when that happens, it's, it's really, really good news, you know, because it, it means you, you, you're on the right direction. And, yeah. uh, and that, so that oh, was my favorite scene. And yeah. You know, and I, and I, and I, and I did tear up as well. And um, and I thought, you know, this is going to be tough if I'm going to tear up every time the scene comes on, <laughs> especially if I'm trying to work on the thing. You know, you know, we, we, you know we have to do the quality check and stuff, and I'm sitting there, <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen. Uh, I calmed down. What was your favorite moment? I, you're you're kind of making me tear up a little bit just talking about that. Um, after watch it, my favorite moment because he's also one of my other uh, favorite great horror actors of back in the day. When you had um, the clip with him and Vincent Price. Oh, yes. And then just that story. I'm not going to spoil that because yes. that was just so like, wow. I, again, that I just had a whole new appreciation for Boris Karloff. But to see that scene that I've never seen, and it just, it, it did, it warmed my heart and it, it did make me tear up a little because the, again, they're two, I would say horror icons, but they're just two acting icons in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to see that was just, yeah, it, you, like, it, I, I, I was tearing up because I was just, I loved that. That, that, was, that was a powerful, that was, that was a powerful moment, yes. And, um, and I had read that story um, a few times. I'd never seen the clip. And, um, and it was one of these things, it was very fortunate oh. timing-wise, that that program that we're talking about, mm -hmm. um, well, we can, we can say what the program Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red yeah. Skelton Show, mm -hmm. um, it suddenly became available on, on, on YouTube, on the internet. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and when I watched it, and and I'd read the background story. We didn't have the the interview to 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 work with it yet, but I'd read Oof, the story. And when I when I when I saw the moment that we're talking about, um, and there's this burst of applause as as he walks on, and it's like, and once you know why that mm -hmm. burst of applause is there, you go, 
oh, this is this is really a quite important moment. And I thought we have to find a way of, of, of getting this in there and illustrating it. And then we had this, Ron actually did this great interview um, with this, he was at a convention. And, and you'll notice that the interview is slightly different the way it's filmed. Mm -hmm. um, it was, and he was speaking to Cortland Hull, who has an interesting claim to fame. His aunts worked in arsenic and old lace with Boris Carp, <laughs> Josephine so Hull. Amazing. She was one of the dotty old ladies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's so awesome. And his, um, and his father was Henry Hull. Henry Hull was the werewolf of London in the original Universal 1935, the, the very first Wolfman film. And um, so, which was supposed to be Boris Karloff. And he, he didn't, he was, he was in the middle of doing Bride of Frankenstein and didn't really fancy doing two films <laughs> at the same time where he had to wear all this makeup. And, and he said, he suggested Henry Hull to do it instead. So, so there was a case where Boris said, why don't you give it to this guy, He's very talented. And um, anyway, but uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's a, a, a good moment. I'm, I'm glad you like that. I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah, I, there are just so many great moments I could talk about, honestly, of this documentary. And I, I can't wait for, I mean, it's already out on Shutter. I really want people to see yes. this because it is, again, me as what I thought was a fan, I just didn't even know um, mm. to hear all this backstory. I loved the interviews with his daughter and mm -hmm. uh, just how also appreciative she is of all the fans that are out. Like yes. that was, that was- That was a I, very important thing to have in there, I thought as well, because we, we'd always, we had always wanted more or less from the start to have to have a, a section that would be devoted to this kind of afterlife that mm -hmm. he's enjoyed. And when it came down to actually putting it together, it was like, well, how, how are we going to do this? I mean, are we just going to have all this, you know, footage of conventions? And <laughs> and I had I had I'd interviewed people as well, you know, I I was going up to stall holders and saying, tell me what you think <laughs> about Boris Karloff. And we have some good we have some good little sort of um, talking heads bits there, but uh, but I'd, in the end, I thought, no, the way to go with this is 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 really from the daughter's point of view, because because when Sarah was talking about, you know, the fans and how much they meant to her, I thought this is actually quite moving. Yes, it was. Way. And you know, and I also feel that you know, through doing these conventions and 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 talking to the fans, she's got a lot closer to her father as well. You know, because she didn't see him very much, mm -hmm. you know, during during her her adult life, and so I think this is um, was something that was very important to her. And uh, and then and once that moment came together, and I, I put that bit of her talking in, that was actually the last sequence I edited. That was the very last. I mean, not you don't generally edit in of exact course. sequence, but but that was the last sequence that that um, oh, I edited. Wow literally oh it was uh it was about a week and a half before the thing was supposed to be premiered oh. and um <laughs> oh no no we, we we had we had ron and i had the toughest time just going through this and, and breaking it down because it's like you've seen we had a lot of material you did and and we we thought well we had originally planned a four-hour film 
I would have watched Seriously? that. <laughs> I would have watched that. You you really had me engaged as I was like when this ended, I was like, I wanted more because I loved what I watched. Uh to know that you have all that. I, I feel like we need a director's cut. <laughs> well, there's 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 uh there is something coming out. There is something else coming out. It's it's not it's not gonna be it's not gonna be an expanded cut. Okay. It's going, there's gonna be a bonus, there's gonna be bonus features on if we can we're working on a Blu-ray right now, um, and we're going to have a, a special feature on there, which is called the rest of the story, and and it's a kind of continuation of this, but focusing on the things we didn't focus on. So so not very much Frankenstein monster, a little bit son of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. son of Frankenstein, and some of the other odd things he did over the years, um, but but all sorts of other things as well. So. Oh it's a real feast, actually, for fans. And I'm like, take my money now. <laughs> I, I want to see that. Oh my well, gosh. Well, if I if I look slightly if I look slightly tired or sound slightly tired, it's because I am up every every night at the moment editing this and 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 still trying to compress it down to a size that, that works because oh, wow, we are spoiled with the, the material that we got, and you know. This is part of the pleasure of doing something like this is when you get, you know, so many people talking to camera. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be something that uh, fans can look forward to and look out for in, in due course. But I don't want to take any attention away from, from what's going on here with Shudder. Because no, this, I, I, this I think this, this yeah. is definitely, you know, as I said, this is a documentary that just, it, it flowed so well. And um, thank you. It, but more importantly, like I said, as I'm kind of, but it it had moments where I was very emotionally invested just with Boris Karloff, his journey. Um, also to see when you touch upon just his acting um, late, when he has that late surge in his career though, mm. all mm. those other uh, shows and uh, films that are just completely unrelated to what we're used to seeing him do. I mean, yeah, I, I obviously- it. Yeah. I I knew he was an actor, but this sounds silly, and I but I didn't know he was just he was an actor, mm. uh, if that makes sense. Like yes. I, I was just like my mind was blown just seeing all the stuff that he has done and all the stuff you were able to show. That was <laughs> I I actually um. I'll tell you another favorite moment, and I'm yeah. curious how much what this was like if learning about this. But it was the terror yeah, yeah. with the Jack terror. Nicholson. That oh, that yes. whole process coming together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, did you already know that story? Or oh yes, I, I was very very familiar with that, and and it was one of the things I was I was fairly insistent we had to have in there because <laughs> I mean I, I I like to get things in that that are amusing. I, I don't want it to all just be one one tone, and uh, and the terror is it's hilarious. Oh my god! Um, yeah, but one of the best bits that we we didn't get in because you have to depend really on what your interviewees say, sure, and, and the bit and the bits that they they tell you. One of my favorite moments, um, and I don't think it's spoiling it for anyone really. The terror was something that was pretty much made up as they were going along. Um, and, I, did, I uh, can't believe it got made in general. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, Boris Karloff did his stuff thinking that he was a certain character. He, he thought he was the Baron. And uh, at the end, Roger Corman 
and, um, and Jack Hill and a few others, when they were working on this, they, they, they came up with a story that turned him into not being the Baron. And apparently Boris saw the film one day and at the end he sort of leaned back and went, I'm not the Baron. <laughs> So he was astonished by, by this massive twist that had been thrown in. But yeah, um, and I, I, lo I love the fact, you know, I love, you know, Dick Miller and Jack Hill when they're talking about this this thing that everyone was kind of passing around. At, um, and, you know, no, no one knew what to do with it. And, you know, finally they kind of, they, they, they worked it out. But, uh, and that was great because we had Roger Corman and we had, you know, Dick and Jack Miller. I mean, Jack Hill. You know, the um, your interviewees. I was just so shocked with how many. I mean, it sounds like you had more, but how many of the ones I recognize? And like, I was just shocked with Roger Corman. I was like, oh, I never knew that connection. And again, that's mm. that's a great. That was funny. I I, I loved that whole just hearing about that, but. Wow, um, that was that was the the one. Uh, I will I will share a, a a little thing with you. Um, I was amazing. The thing that was funny was that I was generally very calm and confident going into all these interviews. Mm -hmm. um, although you know I was a little bit starstruck, but at the same time it was you know the business of the day was to was to get these interviews and so you sure. know, you, you you're focused on that there was only one interview that i was nervous in advance of and that was roger corman and and i was nervous and uh, and and tracy my co-producer was saying tom you know because she could see i was like really sort of having to hold it together before we went in there and and i just i said i don't know what it is it's just this man is that, that we're going to interview he is so important in 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 cinema and so many films that we love that you love you yes. know the, you know all, all of those pole films mm -hmm. you know as a producer you know what the the, the profile he's had over the years oh my gosh know, it was that was suddenly I was thinking this is you know I'm I'm in the presence of real history with this man, and so he couldn't have been nicer though to be you know he was he was great, very very gracious guy, and uh, hopefully we'll be interviewing him again because I I, I think you might be interested in the next project. Ooh. Well, I I will say yeah uh, between seeing Roger Corman and then yeah. you had Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah. Uh, like you you again. I I get nervous just in, in before any interview. Like I was nervous yes. before meeting you because and and I say that because I anybody's whose work has had some type of impact on me. I get yes. nervous because I want to be respectful, but I also don't want to overly fan out because I I am nerding out talking to you about this documentary. <laughs> um but I I could only imagine sitting in front of, you know, Roger Corman or, ha you know, so many of the folks that you interviewed and mm. just hearing their stories or, mm -hmm. and like you said, that was probably one of the great things about this interview is you, you had people who worked with them, you had fans and you had critics. It was, mm. and you had family. It was just like this yes. had, it, it was very well-rounded. Um, I would like to know in, 
just in general, because obviously you have to edit everything out, how much footage in general did you have? Oh man, that's <laughs> that's that's a a good question. Um, we had more than we should have. Um, let me say because because some of the interviews, I mean, sometimes you go in and you do an interview very quickly. It's fifteen mm -hmm. minutes, and and you know that was the case with with a, a few interviews. Some of them were running an hour and a half. I mean, you know, Leonard Malton, we were there. We were there for an hour and a bit um, mm -hmm. filming filming i mean and um partly because he was so interesting and engaging to talk and to talk to and 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 that was another case where i was fanning out a bit because this is <laughs> leonard malton yeah you know? and 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 he he took us around his house before we started and he was showing us all these things like the walt disney treasure stuff because you oh know he was gosh. involved in that which was like you know and i was like oh i have that whole collection then you know and then um and and you know he had all these artworks and everything from hollywood original artworks he had this big painting of john barrymore on on his wall as i walked in and i and that, and that was this is the fan in me right <laughs> I, I i walked in and the first thing i said was oh my god you've got the painting of barrymore and 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 he looked at me and he went you know that <laughs> So from, from that moment onwards, he knew I knew my stuff, you know. So I think that that always helps in a way. It, it's the, I don't think there's there's any harm letting out your your inner geek a little <laughs> bit, as long as you can rein it in when you when you're actually doing the you know the, the work <laughs> itself. But um, but yeah, no, that was that was uh, meeting those people was really really incredible. Um, how much footage did we have? Oh, um, all right. I think we had a pushing 70 hours of interview material. And you had so and how much time did you have to get that all together? Because it sounds like you were saying you were kind of um, finishing up right down to the wire. <laughs> well, here, here was the thing. Um, it was it was a it was a, a massive amount of material, as we say, and, and it was shot over a couple of years. Mm -hmm, of course, we, we, we started filming properly in July 2018. The very last interviews were being filmed on Zoom. Of course. Um, in in summer of 2020, uh, 20, 2021, in fact, um, because I, I filmed um, I filmed I was filming Kevin Brownlow. I was filming some some extra material with him. The tape recorder. And you see the tape recorder going around? That's Kevin Brownlow's own tape recorder, which he recorded Boris Karloff on. And and I and I thought, well, I know he has that. And so and he lives quite locally. So I went around there one day and, and just filmed him. And then I did things like I went to um the place where uh, Boris Karloff is interred. Um, you know, and 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 did a little filming there. That was that was last summer as well. And that was very touching, in fact, um, being actually at his at his graveside. That was very powerful, you know. I um I sort of I, I I actually I, at one point I stopped the camera and just sort of sat there and and sort of conferred with Boris and just said you know I I hope you like what we're doing here, you know I hope I hope you enjoy this because it, it you know it matters a lot mm -hmm. in that sense, um, uh, but I needed as much as Ron needed a filmmaker to 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 bring all this to life, I needed. It an editor with a, a different objective, a different sort of perspective. Sure. Um, really to, to, to bring it down. Cause I, 
in some ways couldn't make the choices. Oh, and okay. so, so I, I worked with this wonderful editor called um, Anuri, and um, she and I worked together from uh, probably June last year. And we had the deadline to deliver it by September. Well, actually by August, but I, I pushed the I pushed the deadline back because we had to. So so we really only had three months of fully working on it. I I I had completed edited about a third of the film before that, um, up up to the up to the old dark house. So so all that material, the Frankenstein Maria stuff, I had I had I had got that together, but it had taken a while. I can edit, but I'm not a fast editor. So, so that that was what happened, and 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 I and I couldn't sleep at nights because I was thinking, how are we going to get this down to a hundred minutes? How are we going to do this? Because we were halfway through, and we already had a hundred minutes. We were at Bride of Frankenstein, and we had a hundred oh minutes. Goodness. And we're like, and we're like, how do I tell the rest of the thing? You know. So it was it was a challenge, and it was a thrill once once you actually make those decisions that enable you to get it down and then the important thing is what you said earlier on you said it, it moves it moves it has a good pace it does it really does and that's yeah. important you know because not 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 rushed but you know taking enough time over things that's that's what you want you want that sort of that happy medium and, and one of the things that i i i keep reading and hearing is people saying it's very short it's not very short. It's a hundred minutes. That's that's in my books is quite substantial. But I'm I'm pleased that people think it's short. Well, you gave us fun. so much that we loved it. it. From my experience, that I just want yeah. more because um, again, I I I keep saying, but I think it's just really it's so awesome to see all this information about Boris that I didn't know. Yes, um, yes. And then it just makes me want to revisit his work. And the, it just makes me want to do actually more research just to find, to learn about him. It was, it's very fascinating. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't say it's short because it's short. I would just say it's because I want more. Um, yes. Because yes. again, to everyone, you did such a great job and I hope everyone watches this. And I think it's a, at a great place with Shudder. Um, because so they do have all of, you know, they have so much of his other work that I think you could just easily make a marathon of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I have to say we're, Ron and I are really delighted that, that it's out there and, you know, what Shudder are doing with it and how they're backing it up with other films. And of course, Shout Factory as well was very important in the process. And, um, you know, because they, they were, they were, they were involved at a distance for for a long time. They they, they knew about it from twenty nineteen, and um, and then you know last year they sort of said, okay, okay, we, we know the ninetieth anniversary of Frankenstein is coming up, so 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 let let let's make a deal, you know. And at that point, at that point, you know, we were able to really, you know, finish it. And um, but yes, uh, I, I'm I'm glad of that, and. Uh, Yes, it's it's just great to be able to share share the story with people, and you know, and to know that it's kind of winning new fans for Boris as well, which is uh, is is terrific, you know. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to do actually, which 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 uh, I'm sure you realised, is uh, the thing that attracted me when when Ron put this to me back in 2018 was mm -hmm. the idea that you could tell the story about the history of horror films through the career of one person. 
Now, there's not many people you could do that with. No. But, but, but you can pretty much do it with Boris because he is, he's there in that period before the classic horror films that we're talking about, you know, in the 20s, um, when there really wasn't any room for anyone other than Lon Chaney Sr. And, you know, Boris does this one tantalizing film called The Bells, in which he's already very creepy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's, and, and, and that was a, a, something I wanted to share with people because I, I realized that, you know, most audiences would not have seen that material. And, and to see how effective he is, and it's a silent, and yet it's like, I think it was Kevin Brownlow said that this prepared him for Frankenstein, because here he was, you know, basically acting, not, not, mm -hmm. not doing any dialogue really in the film, and just using his eyes and his body yes. and, you know, the power of his presence, and it's all there. And which, which begs the question, you know, when some people, um, you think that stardom comes to people that, that have these abilities, you know, you think it would be automatic, but then you see material with Boris where he is brilliant. And then, you know, nothing happened. It was another five years before he actually got the proper break, which mm -hmm. really makes you wonder how many talented, wonderfully talented people there are out there just waiting for that opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And I think another thing you highlighted, though, is that fear of being typecast. Mm. I mean, mm. you know, it took, you know, it took quite a while for Boris to get his big break. But then even when he did, I, I loved all the, um, in a sense, I guess, the drama with the studios. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was, I mean, we, we see drama with, you know, uh, movie studios or just studios today but it wasn't like back then because back then you know with the whole the way you were con you're contracted with those actual mm. that, like that's not they, they the, had your life in their hands yeah. yeah and um it was very fascinating just to see all that and then um but i i agree i think this this will definitely get well i mean i was already a fan but like i Probably gonna be a super fan after I'm watching those films. Um, and honestly, I just want to um, say thank you for taking the time to sit down and uh, speak with me because uh, I'm glad I got to nerd out a bit to talk to you about your project because um, I just want to share this with the world as well because people should be watching it. It's it's a great documentary and yeah, I I, I can't keep saying po more positive things. Um, <laughs> Because um, again, um, thank you. I mean, it's been a pleasure <laughs> talking, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to do this. Well, I can't also, um, I can't wait for your next project. I don't know if you're able to talk about it, but I am a bit, but not oh. much, but a bit, but I'll tell you who it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you've already mentioned the name, Vincent Price. <sighs> not like, I and, and let me tell you a, a funny story about that, because I met Victoria Price while we were filming Boris Karloff. But when I met her, it was so funny because it was almost the beginning of the filming when we went to uh, Chiller Theatre. Um, and uh, this was in 2018. And I was filming Sarah doing, doing her stall. And, uh, and we hadn't filmed the proper interview yet. This was just early days meeting her. And Victoria Price walked up and Sarah had introduced us. 
he's making a documentary about my father and Victoria walks up to me and she goes, why aren't you making a documentary about my father? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I will, but I need to do this first. <laughs> Well, I oh my gosh! I I, I I I I said to her then, you know, let me get back to you on this. And so when when we finally wrapped this last year, and it was and it was out, that was one of the first things I did was I reached out to Victoria and I said, okay, um, let's let's start let's start working on you know a project together, and and that's going to be fabulous because uh, again, you know. Vincent Price has this wonderful long career, mm -hmm. multi, you know, you know, you see him in all sorts of roles, very, very talented actor. Um, and of course, you know, I love the fact that there's a link with Boris and, um, you know, and Vincent was one of his best friends amongst the acting community, you know, so, uh, and, and Vincent's a great guy because of all the things he was doing with art and, mm -hmm. and, um, and laterally he was doing, I, I've discovered he was doing stuff with like uh, Latino communities and things like that. There's, there's all sorts oh. of really interesting things he was doing that you wouldn't know. Um, he was, he was a very, very rounded guy. I can't and, wait. To, well, uh, very, yeah. but that's, that's another story. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, if it's anything like this, that's exciting because then that just means I'm going to learn so much about somebody. Well, I, I love Vincent Price and I adore, well, I really adore Boris Karloff now, but yeah. uh, you know, I think if it's anything like this, that's that's exciting. Um, and I, yeah, again, thank you so much. I, oh. I just wish you the best success. And again, to everyone listening and watching, please go watch this. It is such a good documentary. And then go watch his films because I, I can't wait. That's actually my my goal tonight is to have a Boris Karloff marathon, but I have such a deeper and more a better appreciation of him because of this documentary. Mm. So thank you for putting that out there. Oh, you're, you're, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's been great talking. And um, yeah, yeah uh, everyone keep watching his films. Yes. <laughs> Discover for yourselves. <laughs> You have been listening to the Horror Hour. See you next time.